sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Here's the old line. This is going to be a tough play. Cubs fans and happy new year. I am Sean Sears and welcome to another episode of Locked on Cubs, part of the Locked on Network, your team every day. Chris Bryant rumors were hot shortly after Christmas last week, uh, so we'll touch on plenty of uh, basically the only thing we've talked about this offseason. It feels like trading Chris Bryant, which isn't fun. Um, Japanese outfielder Shogo Akiyama isn't coming to Chicago, but is heading to Cincinnati. Uh, we'll talk about that and the Cubs' lack of spending still in free agency. And was all this trade frenzy talk just a way for the front office to get fans to appreciate this current core? Eh, probably not, but we can talk about it. Uh, plenty more to talk about here on today's Friday episode of Lockdown Cubs, the first of 2020, the first episode of this decade. So, today's show is brought to you in partnership with CubsInsider.com. Head to CubsInsider.com to hear about all the latest trade rumors, including Chris Bryant being a Nats target. We'll talk about that later on in this first segment. You can get Lockdown Cubs on the Himalaya app, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, TuneIn app, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Locked On Cubs. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Cubs for all our great content. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. And of course, check out the sister stations, Locked On Bulls. Jordan Malley and Matt Peck still rolling strong despite the Bulls eh, kind of doing some things, but not really. Um, the Bears season is over, but Lauren Cox has got plenty to talk about with the offseason underway and postseason still going on for some teams. And then the White Sox kind of did some things. Dallas Keuchel, obviously, on that team. Gio Gonzalez, they just extended Luis Robert to a $50 million extension, I believe. So he will likely kind of fall a similar path that Aloy Jimenez did last year. And then the Blackhawks, kind of still finding ways to be bad but good. Brett Seabrook's out for the rest of the season. Jay Sawaski's got all the latest here on Lockdown Blackhawks. But here in this first segment, we're going to hit on the Chris Bryant rumors. As I talked about at the top of the show, Chris Bryant, a hot commodity and a guy that it feels like the Cubs can't really do much until they move one of these guys, especially after losing uh, losing out on Shogo Akiyama. He signs a three-year deal, likely worth somewhere between 15 to 20 million. That's pretty reasonable for the type of player he could be, and especially because he fit like a glove with this team. But unfortunately, uh, it just did not go the Cubs' way. Not you know, it's hard to say it's money that likely was the outlier. But I mean, for Akiyama to choose Cincinnati over a big market team like the Cubs or maybe even the Padres, who were apparently it was narrowed down earlier this week to just the Reds and Padres after the Cubs were eliminated, likely from that. So it's strange to see, but there was a report coming out from an Atlanta radio show saying that they'd heard that the Cubs would send Brian to the Braves if the Braves were to send back three of these four stars: Drew Waters, a center fielder, Ian Anderson 
and Kyle Wright, both right-handed pitchers. They're two top pitching prospects in the Atlanta system. And Austin Riley, who was a third-base outfielder, played a little bit for the Braves last year, had a hot couple months. Um, looks like a pretty good player, but overall, probably not guys the Cubs necessarily want to move Bryant for. Ultimately, I think they'd probably be looking at top prospect Kristen Patch, who wasn't mentioned in this. Uh, Brett Taylor did point out that the radio show host, Paul Crane, who did say this on Atlanta radio, um, is more of a football guy, and it could have just been an oversight by Crane. Um, but likely, if the Cubs are trying to put together a package, they would be asking for Christian Patch. Um, it's strange, though, because I feel like a lot of Cubs fans feel this is a little light for Bryant, and a lot of Braves fans <laughs> feel this might be a little too much for Chris Bryant. Um, so I just feel like both fan bases don't appreciate the guy. Um, but it was weird to see a rumor this specific come out, and that's kind of what Brett Taylor was talking a little about at Bleacher Nation when he wrote this article last week. Um We'll have to see what happens there. There was also a report that came out that the Nationals have been rumored to be a team that could jump back in on Bryant. Sahadav Sharma predicted um, in an article he put out 10 things to watch this offseason, I guess, or 10 things to talk about at this moment. Um, he did kind of predict that he feels the Cubs will likely trade Chris Bryant. Um, and at this point, it really does feel like that uh, they have to move someone. And I, it, with no movement essentially at all, um, throughout since the winter meetings on, you know, small moves here and there, some reports linking the Cubs to players that, you know, if they get them great, they probably don't move the needle much, but you know, the other players that they're linked on to, it's just like, they're not going to be able to afford these guys. So it, it really does feel like a guy has to move. And I, I know we've kind of beat this over the head here a little bit. Um, but sadly, it really does feel like the Cubs are waiting to hear back what Chris Bryant's grievance ruling is going to be, which should come hopefully this month. Um, despite us being told it was going to come at the, you know, figured out the winter meetings along with Javier Baez extension and things like that. And we just haven't seen much at all. And with the way the Cubs budget is built right now, they, they do, I mean, it's so obvious now they're, they're definitely trying to get under the luxury tax. Uh, a guy like Bryant, a guy like Contreras, someone like that has to move to, for them to free up salary, to be able to address some of these issues. Otherwise they're probably going to go in house and maybe some really cheap options and hope for some high performance out of guys that have a low ceiling or look like have a high ceiling, but a low floor, you know, whatever you want to call that essentially low risk, high reward type guys. So there was also a report that came out that Nolan Arenado, um, apparently was being checked on by the, uh, the Braves as well. And it was reported that it happened a few weeks prior to it actually being reported. So it was weird that it was coming out. So it sounds like it could be leveraged from Colorado or maybe Atlanta to maybe ante up on the Cubs or maybe get Colorado to, you know, maybe have people start checking in on Arenado more. Who knows? Arenado getting moved or becoming an option in general does make things way more difficult for the Cubs. Like because uh, Bryant and Arenado would likely command, you know, Similar salary, but on top of that, like, Arenado's been the better player. Um, you know, if you want to look at ballpark, you know, comp numbers like that, specifically ballpark-specific numbers, Arenado and Bryant level out about the same because Arenado does play in Colorado. They are thinner, the ball travels faster, you know, whatever it may be. Further, I guess, not faster. Um, but Arenado being on the market does things make things a little more difficult for the Cubs, but I would still think Bryant's probably the easier asset to trade because they just gave Arenado that extension last year. Um, so and we'll have to see what happens, but I mean, realistically, nothing's going to happen until they get this grievance settled with Brian, which hopefully comes here in the next few weeks. So at the very least, the Cubs can move forward with whatever they're trying to do. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Shogo Akiyama has signed with the Reds. It sounds like it's a three-year deal. Um, a really good fit 
for the Reds, they did need a center fielder. It does make things a little weird for Nick Senzel, who probably plays shortstop now. Um, but it does also kind of give the idea the Reds might still be in on Francisco Lindor. Um, they do need a center fielder. Nick Senzel, you know, maybe they want to platoon with Akiyama. Uh, they're, excuse me, shortstop, not a center fielder. Maybe they platoon Akiyama and, and, and Senzel in center and then add Lindor. Who knows? They do want to be aggressive, but the Reds right now look like one of the best teams in this division. Definitely the best rotation in the division. Uh, but the frustrating part about this is apparently it's the Cubs being unable to afford Akiyama, which is annoying because he shouldn't be costing more than $10 million per year. Um, and it sounds like with the reports of 15 to 20, it's less than that. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough to swallow. Evan Altman pointed out in an article last week, you know, like losing out on a guy like Eric Sogart, it's easy to swallow. It's not hard to be upset, you know, or understand why, you know, you don't want to overpay for a guy that's going to bring you probably minimal bench support and maybe be a starter at times. Um, Akiyama is a little bit different, though, because the, he was an absolute perfect fit for this team that desperately needs a center fielder and they need better on-base skill players. And Akiyama hopefully solves both of those. Now, it's not a guarantee that, you know, he's going to come in and be a great player. He's 32 years old. He's coming off a foot injury despite being really durable during his times in the MPB. But, you know, it's just just frustrating that the Cubs are balking at guys for four and five million per year and, you know, looking to trade players when they, they still have arguably one of the best teams in the National League Central, and according to War, should be better than most of the teams in that division. So um, there was an idea floated out by the Athletic a couple weeks ago that the Cubs and a few other people have kind of just talked about this online a little bit, that maybe the Cubs are going about this offseason like this by putting out their best players out for people to offer them best deals. You know, they haven't come out and said they're going to do it. They haven't come out and said they're not going to do it. Um, but maybe this is a way for them to get us to appreciate the current core we have now i i don't know it seems like with how little movement we've seen from this roster in general um it just feels like the cubs realistically won't add to this roster without subtracting um, a good amount of potential salary from that and that's that's chris bryant unfortunately because i mean javier Baez might get a raise is going to get a raise in arbitration same with kyle schwarber and there will be significant raises but it's nothing going to be close to chris bryant who could potentially make like 18 to 20 million in arbitration in these next two seasons. Um, you know, that's a good chunk of money that you have come out, coming off the books and you could turn that into a couple different players or positions if you're going to allocate money to that. But what you're losing in Chris Bryant, if you're really going to be cutting corners and pinching pennies, you're not going to be able to get back, especially now that you've had to wait this long. There's no obvious option to replace Chris Bryant. Like Josh Donaldson, people keep pointing out to Donaldson and saying like, hey, this guy could fit, blah, blah, blah. Why don't the Cubs make a boo for him? Because the Cubs are waiting for Josh Donaldson to get off the market so they can get and control the market for third baseman, essentially, or at least have the best leverage in terms of trading Chris Bryant. Um, so they're not going to take Josh Donaldson and then try and trade Chris Bryant, because that makes it harder to trade Chris Bryant. But, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I think the Cubs are really, truly just going to see what happens after this grievance and see if they can find a deal for Bryant. That's what it feels like, and that's what a lot of people are getting the feel of right now outside of just myself. So it's a... Uh, unfortunate time if they trade chris bryant this is it's going to be a tough look for this this group this roster this front office this ownership chicago itself to lose this guy that we waited so long for to come up here and be incredible and not get the uh, appreciation he probably deserves from the fan base but also apparently the front office doesn't want to pay him money i i don't know what's going on i hope we get a real answer but i i can't imagine it comes at cubs con and i can't imagine it comes until sometime in spring training so 
With that, though, that'll lead us into our ad for this week. It's Arizona Office of Tourism. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for the Cactus League Spring Training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. 10 stadiums, 15 teams, 75 degree temperatures. All 10 stadiums are in the general or greater Phoenix area within 50 miles. So incredibly close. Family-friendly resorts, hotel offers, plenty of fun for kids at all ages, from water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's once again, visitarizona.com slash spring training. All right, here in the second segment, we've got a couple quick bolts before we wrap up this Friday show. The Cubs are reportedly still showing interest in Nick Castellanos. How they'll afford him, I don't know. Likely there's a trade coming, and once that happens, the Cubs are hoping to probably slide Castellanos back into that outfield. Um, that being said, though, they didn't add Shogo Akiyama. They haven't added any center fielder options. Are they going to try and trade Kyle Schwarber? Are they going to just be cool with Jason Hayward playing in center field? Maybe you're splatooning or platooning him with um, Castellanos in right field. I, I don't really know how that works, but the Cubs are still showing interest. And at the very least, the bat showed more than worthy of some type of deal with the Cubs. So if they add Castellanos back, that's great. But I don't see how that happens at this point until they trade someone. So still on pause for a moment. Uh, Paul Morosi has said he's heard from inside sources the Cubs are still in on the 27-year-old corner outfielder, being Castellanos. So they're still interested. Obviously, that's not surprising. We, we know they like Castellanos. They, we know he was impressive last year. It's just how does he fit on this current roster now that you're going to try and go 162 games and not just, you know, 50 to end the season. So uh, the Cubs are reportedly also showing interest in infielder Carlos Asuya. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know what exactly this is all about, to be perfectly honest. He was a guy that was thrown in on the Craig Kimbrell deal to Boston with San Diego before the 2016 season. Um, the big pieces were uh, Manuel Margot and I think it was it uh, Javier Guerrero uh, were the two big pieces, I believe. And then it was Logan Allen, I think was the other piece. But um, those three guys came in along with uh, Suya. And while he was just basically thrown into this deal, he's hit relatively well in double A or triple A, excuse me, he hit 240, a 312 on base over um, 500, almost 600 plate appearances from 2016 to 2018. He spent 2019 partially in Korea. Um, he didn't really do much better. Got a higher on base, a 356, but still only hit 252. He's nothing special, um, but he's probably a good second base option, a guy the Cubs could stash into the minor leagues if they do need help at second base. If Horner starts to struggle and they can't find a clear fit there, a CU could make sense there, but the Cubs are showing interest in him, so that's an interesting Interesting little tidbit and kind of shows what direction the Cubs are going because he'll likely be cheap at 28. So uh, Mets bloggers are apparently pointing out that Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, and Brad Wick could all be targets for their teams. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, send us to Grom or Thor and we'll think about it. I don't know, whatever. It's getting to the point where a lot of bloggers just think the Cubs are for sale, and I don't think that's necessarily the case here. Um, it was reported the Cubs lost Shane Farrell and it was reported the Cubs lost Shane Farrell and Sam Hughes in their front offices offseason. That's not surprising, though, because both of them interviewed for positions, for essentially promotions within the Cubs, and didn't get them. So they moved on to different places. No surprise there. Uh, Brendan Miller, as I talked about a little bit at the beginning of the show, projected that the Cubs um, projected 2020 war is already the best in the NL Central at 40. The next closest is the Cardinals at 35 and or 35.5 war, um, it was also worth noting the Cubs had the highest um, offensive war, according to Fangraphs, but 
Uh, the Reds actually have the higher projected rotation, which isn't surprising. They've got one of the best, if not best, rotation in the National League right now, or one of the best, definitely the best in the National League Central, maybe not the best in the National League. There's some pretty good rotations. So um, let's bring back Pedro Strope. There was kind of a little bit of a push a couple days ago because Pedro was wearing a very colorful outfit, and of course, everyone loves Pedro Strope. But um, in terms of relievers, both Strope, Ciszek, as well as Brandon Kinsler and Derek Collin are all free agents right now. You would assume some of those guys are going to get scooped up. Steve Ciszek, though, apparently told Peter Gammons he wants to come to Boston and sign with them. The Cubs need all the help they can get. Adding Strupp back would be awesome, as it looks like Ciszek likely gone. It wasn't likely he was coming back to begin with. Um, but a minor league deal or something would be awesome to see Strupp come back, especially to just help get him back in this clubhouse. I think that'd be a big help for David Ross this season. Um, There's another article that came out that showed that Kyle Schrober going the opposite field was a big part of his success in 2019. And it's no surprise, Kyle Schwarber was always pretty good at hitting to the other side of the field. He just didn't do it a lot. And so it felt like last year he really just kind of adapted to that and hit a lot of opposite field home runs. But he also, once again, was hitting against the shift. And that was huge because that was something he did a lot to start his rookie season when he was on that huge hitting streak and had that big game against Cleveland uh, in 2016. He was so good at just finding the holes in the shift and just hitting the ball. And it, you could kind of feel last year, it, instead of him worrying about how he's setting up and the approach he has at the plate, he was just focused on what that pitch was doing and getting to it in the best way. And it made a big difference for Schwarber. It felt like it had less going on between the ears and more so focused on what's in front of him. And I think that's a good approach. There was, um, there's some more news on the marquee network. They still have yet to come to an agreement with Comcast. Um, they're now 50 days out. I'm potentially 49 days out until the marketing network is supposed to be available to customers with no idea what's going on with Comcast as well as like streaming services like Hulu and YouTube. Um, there's still a lot of fans that don't know really what their options are besides buying a package through DirecTV. So, but, uh, John Greenberg at The Athletic kind of threw out an idea of saying, why not Kelly Kroll be a reporter for the marquee network? They reportedly don't have anyone yet to fill that role. And it does sound like Kelly Kroll and NBC, her roles have been limited now with no Cubs coverage like they were doing before. And it does sound like they've pulled her off a little bit of that Bulls beat. Maybe Kelly Kroll heads in the marquee network. She'd be a great fit. And someone that's worked with Kelly, I know she loves NBC, but she's also fantastic in front of the camera, asks incredible questions, does a great job behind the scenes of just going through and putting together reports. Um, when I was there with her at the ballpark a couple of times, she would come to me and ask for information to make sure her stuff look great. She does a really good job of utilizing her resources. She's a fun person to work with. And I can tell you right now, there's not too many people that work harder than Kelly at her job. So I hope she finds something that allows her to shine because she's great. So, and then one final note here, Darwin Barney has been named the AAA head coach for the Texas Rangers. So shout out to Darwin Barney, who's kind of been a journeyman, but obviously came up with the Cubs, won a gold glove over Brandon Phillips who was very salty about it, and I will forever remind him of that. So, But with that, that's our Friday episode of Lockdown Cubs. We will be back next week with a full slate of shows. I know this holiday stretch kind of slowed me down a little bit, so I apologize for just getting one out here since Christmas. But make sure you subscribe to this show, either using the Himalaya Podcast app or whatever app you use with Google Podcast, Apple, TuneIn app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find podcasts, you should be able to find Locked on Cubs. And if you can't, let us know what provider you're on. We'll help you out. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. Thanks for tuning in to your guys' daily Cubs podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, go Cubs. And please don't trade Chris Brown.